0: It's the Exit Fifty Two podcast, presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that continues to establish that they will jump in the harbor for things. I mean, Carlos Correa. So, Carlos Correa, you're going in again.
1: I, I said I'll jump into the harbor. I didn't say.
0: No, I know, I know. I didn't say. I, I I just said harbor. I did not say inner harbor because unlike the last time when you said the inner harbor. There's a Harbor yeah, Lickers right at the And then you tried to go back on it. This I didn't time try and go back very, on it. I was very specific that it was I was fully bar. prepared. I was fully we'll prepared. Says he's open to a rebuild. Seems like – it seems like that means Orioles is a done deal.
1: I, I mean, I'm just waiting for the ink to dry pretty much. Yeah, that's – yeah, yeah. You, tracking for, flights right now.
0: I'm oh. waiting for Buster only to report it. I'm waiting for Buster only to report Yeah, flight tracking season absolutely and oh God, There's dude. not even time to track flights at this point with how mm. fast these guys move jobs. I mean, Lincoln yeah. Riley – Lincoln Riley says he jumped on a Zoom call with USC Sunday morning, he was the coach that night. What a zoom that must have been. Yeah, right. College football in Fuego. But let's talk about NFL football. It's Raven Steelers week, one of the biggest weeks of the year. We get it two times. It's always fun. The the all the the, the old the rivalries, the photos, the clips, you know, the 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 it's just so good. It's it's one of the best rivalries in sports. You can make an argument it's the best rivalry in professional sports um at least in american professional sports and um i'm excited for it rdt we did not have you for the incident analysis sunday is there anything you'd like to just get out of the way on Ravens steelers or excuse me raven's browns before we move um everyone can go back and listen to me and banks's thoughts but i just wanted to you know give you the floor you get the floor here
1: i think baker stinks i know he's hurt and he's banged up <laughs> i think he stinks i he's just i don't think he's the guy cleveland is gonna have to sit down and they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with the quarterback. I I think, I think the whole team, I, they just don't, I, I, we said this the last couple games, but like their offense doesn't scare me. Like they don't, they don't seem to have like a quick twitch muscle, you know, anyone on the offense. I don't know. Landry, Landry doesn't scare you anymore. Obviously the running backs, my biggest takeaway was how funny it was that fucking Nick Chubb just stands up fully upright in the backfield. I, I don't know if you guys noticed that. That is the only thing I could see. Nick Chubb stands like he's getting measured against a wall and it just, I cracked up every single time. Um, I think Jadavion Clowney stinks too. Miles Garrett's a freak. I know, I don't know if you guys talked about it, but the the, the play early on when he, I think he shed Andrews, um, Boyle and Villanueva who might as well not have even been in the game um, to get that sack. He's, he's very impressive. And, I mean, Lamar had some bad throws, but when he was good, I mean, the, the two throws, the the 500 dead or alive throw was unreal and a great catch by Andrews and, and the the touchdown pass that I don't know how Andrews got that open. Um, I didn't even know that he was there. Um, Helped me uh, win, win a big fantasy matchup. So take away the four interceptions. I didn't think he played bad.
0: Always, always say that. Yeah. Always a great caveat. You know They take, always say that. Take away, take away the four picks and the quarterback looked at and looked like <laughs> a hell. Yeah, you look fine. Take away the
1: four picks, but.
0: Um, yeah. I, I did think that I did. That was one of the things I think we talked about last week coming in was that there was not a lot of weapons on the outside that scared you from Cleveland. And there were not, I mean, Jarvis Landry looked like he had a pulse in this game. I don't think he's looked like he's had a pulse for a lot of the year. He had a little bit of a pulse in this game. But, yeah, Baker, they're talking about the harness and, and all. Yeah, and, like the, yeah, like the he, harness, he's, he moved it up, he he's moved like a, it down. Okay. like. Yeah, he, he's, he's just not good right now. He's no. not good. Right and,
1: and, again, like credit to him for going out and playing because a lot of other quarterbacks probably wouldn't, you know, be sitting out. Um, I know there's a guy in Pittsburgh who would probably love to milk milk those injuries for what it's worth. But he's going – I, I did think the video that came out after of Baker, like – hanging on the outside of like the reporters waiting for Lamar after the game. I thought that was kind of cool. Like him. I don't know if you saw that it was tweeted from the exit 52 account. Um, He's like, it seems like there's like a
0: legitimate friendship there. They they seem to like really
1: enjoy each other. And like Baker was asking how Lamar's mom is and Lamar was asking how Baker's brother was and stuff like that. And and then it was funny because miles Garrett came in and again, I don't know if you saw the clip and Lamar just goes like, why you got to put me on one of those, those little tombstones for Halloween? Like he goes like you got you want to make me dead like something like that and Miles started laughing he's like why is everyone making such a big deal out of this again and it seems like they have a legitimate friend and I don't know if friendship is the right word but I also thought it was funny how and they asked uh, Miles Garrett after the game after he dapped up Lamar on that touchdown pass and he said something about like why wouldn't I like I respect him like you know it's it's a respect thing and it's like man that's a complete 180 from what he did to Miles, uh to Mason Rudolph you know last year or two years ago, whatever it was.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of, we'll get to Big Ben here. I think that's the place to start with this, this Steelers team as we go into Ravens Steelers. I mean, he looked awful on Sunday. And that is really the storyline going in. Is like, do, do, do the Steelers have a punch left here to give the Ravens? Uh, the Ravens have left. let everyone stay in all of these games. So you can't just say that the Ravens are going to roll in here and just blow the Steelers out. This is kind of their last stand here at home. What does, the, what does the large one have? What does large B have in this game? Does he have anything?
2: This All right, boys. The Steelers as a whole, they are on the ropes. They're a dead dog that just needs to be buried, and we just got to go out there and do a job this Sunday. Is that a mic? Uh, no, come on, dude. Nobody, uh, was, nobody we, was thinking we're, that. We're talking Steelers that. quarterbacks. I thought, come on. <sighs> come on, man. Come on. When I
1: think Steelers quarterbacks, I think Michael Vick,
2: I think Byron Leftwich and Charlie Batch. Oh, um. Anyways, yeah, no, these guys are are like between former Steelers players, Steelers players, Mike Tomlin, like and Chase Claypool, kind of like going going back and forth a little bit in the media about playing music at practice and all this bullshit. Like they are ahead of schedule when it comes to their like December January dumpster fire that they've. Tended to have the last four or five years between the Le'Veon Bell stuff uh, not coming to practice, and then them like getting blown out by the Jaguars a few years ago, and then the Antonio Brown and, and Big Ben, you know, throwing a football at his own quarterback bullshit, <laughs> and um, Antonio Brown and you know, <laughs> recording in his own locker room and shit like that. Like they're ahead of schedule. Um, you know, last year it was what eleven and zero start, and then they completely imploded. Um, they're ahead of schedule They're They're five, five and one, Um, you know, the standings would suggest that they're kind of right there in the mix. But when it comes to watching the team, like they've scratched out some wins and you can say that about us too, but um, you can foresee the good pieces of a good football team with the Baltimore Ravens. And they are just not there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're just not good. And I've honestly been saying it since August and it's all coming to fruition now. Uh, Big Ben looks worse and worse every single week. Everybody sees it. Everybody knows it. Everybody's talking about it. And it just becomes more and more true. And it feels like the Pittsburgh faithful are coming more and more to grips about it. And this is one of those games where if the uh, if the Ravens are up two scores going into halftime, the Boo Birds in Pittsburgh are going to be vicious. And I cannot wait for that. I
1: mean, it's, it's – I'm with you where they're like, their demise is like, it's accelerated. Like, we, I think we thought Ben was going to be bad this year. I don't think, I don't think we knew that they were going to be this. What have they given up the last two games? Like, 82 points. And that's yeah. the thing. It's, it's not just Ben. It's, it's everything. It's, it's Juju going out. It's like a perfect storm if you're a Steelers hater. Like, this is, this is your fire clapping gift. Like, this is your, this is it. Like, in real yeah. life. Yeah.
2: Cause the, the, the foreseeable thing at the beginning of the year was, well, maybe if Big Ben can play, you know, be a game manager, and TJ mm-hmm. Watt and Micah Fitzpatrick can force enough turnovers, and they can muddy up games and make it, you know, and just use, you know, coaching and defense and special teams, and they were doing that decently the first couple of months of the season, and now the defense is just kind of falling apart. It seems um, they're not; they've given up, I think, an average 195 yards on the ground the last three weeks, and I mean, these former Steelers players are big mad about it they're so prideful about that just like we are and um if there's one thing to really look at for us as an offense and and hope that it can kickstart us especially the running backs like like that's the target area right there because it's something that we haven't been able to do against them the last couple years for the most part and this is an opportunity to do it
1: It, it, it's weird too because again like you 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 go back to two weeks ago and they're in that shootout with uh with the chargers and you're like oh man this maybe this gets him going, this offense kind of, you know, offense done like look bad. And then it goes to the last week. And, the, I mean, Ben had nothing on it. That that pick six throw, that's like a JV pick six. like that. Yeah, that it's kid. like that
2: quarterback who can't get the ball to the sideline.
1: Exactly. And that's when you're the like, holy shit, he just doesn't have it. Like, he's, I mean, he's done. And I know we've talked about it for a while. Like, I mean, I, we were talking about it in the offseason. Like, why draft a running back? You don't have an offensive line. You lost, what, 60% of your offensive line. Big Ben is literally on his last legs. Like you didn't need a running back. Najee Harris is fine. I think he's very good. He's fine. I just don't think he fits the team because again, you have much bigger needs that, that that could have been addressed? And, and again, it's like, what are they going to do a quarterback in the future? Cause it's not Haskins. It's not Mason Rudolph. It's it's the guy's not on the roster people. And people say, Oh, you know, well maybe they go out and get Aaron Rodgers. It's like, all right, that's, that's still – I mean, obviously, this is a conversation for the offseason, but it's like the next the next couple of months for the Steelers are going to be fascinating because we saw the whole saga with Big Ben last year, and is he going to take the pay cut? What's he going to do? What are they going to do? Like, they should have cut bait with him last year and just – Oh, for sure. – tried to at least – not not restart a re, – it's not a rebuild, um, but just – Just get, a get reload,
2: it. just a reset, or at least something to shift their future – I don't know. Like, I've said it a bunch of times. The, the injury in 2019 – where they ended up trading for Micah Fitzpatrick, that was their window to like mm-hmm. take a year, take a breath, and find the find a quarterback, and then groom him, and have an exit strategy with him.
1: And and it's weird too because cause they've never been in that situation where they they've never had that like okay what do we do because they've been competitive for the last twenty years. I mean you know it, it's 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 no it's no secret that, that they're one of the best. Te- they're up there with the Ravens and the Patriots and the Packers, and they're there every year. And it's like now it. it I feel like this has just come on so quick. It's almost like a shock to them where they're like, thought we'd have more time. Uh, What do we do? Because, again, it's like you go out and you get Aaron Rodgers for next year. That's fine. But that's a Band-Aid. Like, what are they going to do for the future? It's it's going to be very interesting. Because, again, that defense, Minka Minka Fitzpatrick is good. I think he's a very good safety. T.J. Watt's very good. It's like outside of that, it, it seems like they missed on Devin Bush and they traded up to get him and I know he had the ACL injury um which is tough to come back from but he doesn't seem like he's getting any better um it, it's it they're in a weird spot and and I get I mean I have family from Pittsburgh and I know that they're not happy with Ben they're not happy with the play call the defense I mean it, it's pretty much everything so it's they they're the dog on fire gif I'm just referring to all the fire gifs that this is fine the house is burning down and you just don't really know what to do. So yeah, it's again. And this could be the turning point of their season. Like you said, they're five, five and one, they get their teeth kicked in by the Ravens. They got Minnesota, Tennessee, Kansas city, Cleveland, Baltimore.
2: I think Minnesota's sneaky. Good.
1: They may not win another game the rest of the year.
0: I mean, I think, it, I, I think it's really interesting to evaluate them in comparison to the Ravens, like the Flacco timeline. And the Roethlisberger timeline are a little different because Roethlis or Flacco is a little younger, but both franchises, you know, despite the hate between them and the fan bases, definitely value like the organizational stability at the quarterback. The Ravens didn't have it for a long time, but head coach and quarterback, like the Steelers, want to stick with Mike Tomlin. They want to stick with Ben Roethlisberger. They want that continuity. The Ravens for a long time, John Harbaugh, Joe Flacco, continuity. But the Ravens made the pivot at the right time to go get Lamar Jackson and figured out within a year that that was what they were going to go all in as a franchise on. And now they have a path forward. The Steelers have not done that at any time. They really didn't need to take someone like Najee Harris. Like you could have traded up or you could have sat there and gotten a guy to sit behind big Ben and at least give you the exit strategy that it's like, all right, this guy doesn't have it. Like we'll make the pivot. You could have done it two years ago. You could have done it three years ago. And, like, as you said, RDT, like, what is the next play for them? Because n- now you, you have to go get someone now in this draft. Like, they have to. And this isn't – do not not a huge fan of this quarterback draft. Not to get into the draft. But it's just going to be a fascinating thing to see if they let Tomlin, like how the Ravens let Harbaugh set the course with Lamar Jackson, do the Steelers let Tomlin go get a guy that he wants and figure it out from there. And they have Matt Cannon, offensive coordinator, who I love, honestly. Interim coach at Maryland did a great job and is like a very innovative offensive mind. Do you go get a quarterback and some offensive skill pieces that allows Matt Canada to build an offense around the new guy? That's what it seems like they need to do because they can't keep running this back. I mean, this is over. Like maybe they end up figuring it out and making the playoffs. You're not wanting the Super Bowl with Ben Roethlisberger at this point. It is over. And it, it, it's to your point, it's almost like they're too prideful. Like
1: we're the Steelers. We've had these long-term, you know, we've had these quarterbacks. We, we, you know, we don't – it's like they didn't want to go out and draft that guy because, they're like, Big Ben, you know, he's done so much for the franchise. We don't want to disrupt him. We don't want to make him upset. Like, we're seeing what happened with Rodgers and, and, and Green Bay and, you know, with, with the Brett Favre stuff way back. They're like – it's like they have a pride thing where they're like, we don't need to draft our guy because we have this legend here. And now it's like, shit, he's, he's on his last legs. Like, what, what do we do here? So, yeah,
2: that's. I completely agree with you, and I think they've got their their head in the sand and their organization, like, not just Mike Tomlin, but, like, their owner and, like, uh, Hayward in the offseason. Like, they're talking about, like, we got to fix the run game because we're all about the run game, and our offense needs a boost in the run game and uh-huh. the run game and the run game. And it's, like, it's 2021, man. It's not – you shouldn't be like, building your offense. I know – and, again, this is – I feel like it's a bit – um Hypocritical, be saying that because uh, the run game is, is kind of where the Ravens are based at. But but we have a 24 year old revolutionary quarterback, and that's the entire reason the run game is effective. They're trying to throw a 1995 playbook at a 2021 situation with the Najee Harris thing. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts that they continue to to do this whole thing. And 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 I there's just so much. And I think that you're absolutely right and nailed that in terms of like. They have this pride that there's they're infallible in terms of the way that they operate and they do things. And a huge piece of that is the stability that was that quarterback position. And like all good things come to an end. Like big, big Ben's career has been effectively kind of over since he got injured two years ago. So, you know, Hey, it's our benefit. Like if they want to keep running it back, I'm all, I'm all for it. And hopefully this, this, these words don't come back to bite me on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and with that revamped running game, 15 carries for 51 yards against the Bengals. Now, they were behind for a while, so they had to you know, throw it 41 times with Big Ben. But Najee Harris has definitely proved to be a good player, but it has not – wow, Anthony McFarlane with two carries.
2: I think they've got their head in the sands, their fans, and maybe the organization too about Najee Harris. I don't think he's bad. But they're looking at some of his rushing numbers and saying, oh, he's been a beast, especially the first couple months of the season. They're like, oh, he's been really good, really effective, bringing a lot of things to the table. Like, he's, he's had he, – he's between like 20 and 25 carries a game. If you go – if you break it down to a yards per rush number, he's near the bottom of the league in terms of guys who who qualify. 3.6 so,
1: 3. per rush with a long of 20. That's not good. He's having <laughs> 64.4 yards a game, too. But yeah, I mean, that's – again, that's like a 19-year – what they're trying to do is so ass-backwards, I think. Like you said, yep. they're they're stuck in, like, we got the bus, we got to run him, and we're going to play good defense, and our quarterback's going to throw the ball 19 times. And it's I'm like,
2: hoping that they, they, they draft some young quarterback and they continue to try to use Najee Harris, and he racks up a bunch of yards and also uses up a bunch of miles, and they say, like, well – we don't have much here, like, in the run game, you know, since he's getting so many carries, he's getting 1,200 yards a year or something, and they throw a fat contract at him, and then the cycle just continues and continues. It's completely foreseeable in the next three or four years.
1: Yeah, because, again, they're like, we're, we're, we're Pittsburgh. We're going to run the ball. We're going to lock up our this running back to a long-term deal. Like, oh, by the way, now he has 450 touches in his first year, and, and he's going to get, you know, the shit the shit kicked out of him.
0: The guy, the, the funny part is, in terms of the quarterback replacement, it, it might be a guy playing in their stadium right now, which Kenny Pickett for Pitt.
1: Could be. I again, my I talked to my cousins. They were like, we would love to, if if Pickett stayed there. I, I God I've knows they had a seen. lot
0: of times to see him. He, I like him too. I think he is good. He he is the highest rated because we go by Mel because Mel's a Calvert Hall, a Baltimore guy. We go by Mel. 20th on Mel's big board,
2: Pickett. So like. Yeah,
3: no quarterback in the top ten of
0: the big board. It's not it's not like you
2: know the big board and the mock are two very different things. We all know oh, that the
0: big board and the mock very different
2: things. Very big different, different things.
0: Oh yeah, there'll be four quarterbacks taking the top ten, but we like looking at the big board. We like looking at the big board. We like looking at the,
1: the best is the like, well, I had him, you know, the guy drafted 18th. Like yeah. I third on my big board.
2: Yeah. The other hope yeah. is that um and this could could go a different direction in a bad way, though, but they look to free agency for somebody to plug uh, the quarterback position here, which like there are some names out there that are potentially very available that are that are competent quarterbacks. And then, there, of course, there's the retreads that they could try to dip into. That might not go so well for them. I so. mean,
1: I, I know Mariota was. I think his deal is up with the Raiders. Raiders after this year. I, I invite Mariota. I, he was kind of rumored again. The Aaron Rodgers. Mariota
0: would be. Yeah, give them Mariota. Yeah, I like
1: know, I, I think sure. you'd would, you'd would feel Rodgers
2: and Russell Wilson. Sure. Like, Even dude, though Russ, maybe,
1: Russ is hurt. He's playing still maybe hurt. hurt. Maybe he Stank.
2: He's, he's showing some some size. He looked a little a little paunch. We don't paunch shame here. But yesterday, uh, last night. And the weight, he'll just look a little, little. Peak.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Everyone looks like that in Ral John, though. That's a no one looks good on that turf. We'll see. By that. the way, here comes her.
0: here comes the football team. Here comes the football team. <laughs> in the hunt, what an in the hunt graphic! By the way, on Sunday with like every NFC team. It's almost
2: that. infuriating every to look, look at, at the NFC. Yeah. In terms of like, oh, there's eleven teams that are right there. If you're the not 0 nine
0: and one, you're in the hunt.
2: Weird, weird year. Weird year.
0: Weird year. Um, I, I think getting back to, to an a earlier point you made, this needs to be a game where the Ravens really get the running game a little, it, it, push it up a half gear, push it up a gear, get it going. You know, get the, get Devontae, give Devontae, hopefully Devontae Freeman and Latavius Murray combined for like, you know, like a twenty five carry type of number, twenty two carries. You're kind of keeping it on the ground, not having have Lamar do too much of that work. But you know the the Bengals had a lot of success on the ground this week. It averaged like five point two yards of carry. Um, you know Joe Mixon obviously more dynamic than anybody the Ravens have from a running back perspective. But yeah, get that running game going, and then you know I think if you're Oa or Bowser or any of those guys in Houston, you've got to be salivating over this what Big Ben looks like back there. I mean, if he can get back there, he's going to be less elusive than hurt. Hurt Big Ben's less elusive than. That uh that hurt Baker Mayfield, so go pin your ears back and go get him. Um, you know some 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 you know I like Deontay Johnson on the outside. He's gonna you know he'll cause some problems I'm sure. And fr- Fryermuth has kind of developed into a little bit of a guy for them, but
2: um, he's is he banged up?
0: And 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 ult- and ultimately uh, I'd have to check that. And ultimately this is definitely a will be a raucous crowd in Pittsburgh backs against the wall situation. They're not going to go down lightly in this game, but you know, the Ravens should be able to go in. And as you said, Banks, put this, put this Steelers season to bed here and, and go get another division.
2: Yeah. Frymerth is in the uh, concussion protocol, by the way.
0: And I, and as we, we mentioned before, beforehand, obviously the big news for the Steelers this week is the TJ Watt in the COVID protocol situation. So, um by the way your boy lebron in the health and wellness protocols today
1: it's hey that's HIPAA violation okay so we don't we yeah. don't sure you know, i COVID didn't say shame. anything
0: I, I didn't i didn't say anything i just i wasn't covid shaving at all i just said he was in the health and wellness and i didn't know if you had any comment about it no it's not it was, a big deal i look it's affecting everybody it's thought,
1: big, thoughts and prayers to him um yeah, you know sure. I, I hope, I hope that, he's well I hope. I hope he's well i hope he's you know gonna drink lots of wine on his break um i think he'll be okay but um I Taylor, I, I'm the opposite though. I think the Steelers, I think they're dead, and I think they know they're dead. Like I don't know how. I oh, think it's over. So you're I calling it over. I don't know. It's how hard much for me to believe they have left. They're
0: gonna roll over against the Ravens at a home game after getting embarrassed like that. That would just surprise me. There's it's, too much emotion. But it's the, 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 the ultimate Tomlin, opportunity
2: for them to try to bounce yeah, back.
0: Tomlin's like, still there. Roethlisberger's still there. They'll the, the the guys know about the old wars. They'll be juice. Like there's just no chance they can go in front of that crowd. That would be an all-time egglay if they go in there and think that they're dead. In front but look, look at their last three games. I'm making uh, my chops, man.
1: Well, all right, you could even go back. And look at their last four. They barely pulled out that win against Chicago. The tie at home versus Detroit, getting their hearts ripped out against uh, the Chargers, and then getting getting embarrassed in Cincinnati. I think this team. I th- they're fighting off the field. They're fighting publicly, which you don't. You never hear that. You we never even when Antonio Brown was as crazy as crazy, him and Tomlin were not going at it in the media like Chase Claypool and him going over going back and forth about music, like this is, I I don't know I think this this feels different I think they're dead and I think they know it Um again I mean well, the, the a's, well, <laughs> I think they're done I think they know they're done
2: what an all time like about music bad timing for for Chase Claypool to to put. Put a note in the suggestion box.
1: Yeah, like, hey, <laughs> but how about we play some music? It's like, dude, you got your dicks kicked. Read the room, game. bud. Yeah, ex- that, that's the perfect read the room. Like, and again, like for him and Tomlin like, to go back and forth bickering about it, it's like, again, Wink Martindale is probably just like, licking his chops, just cracking up. Like, this is, this is what we want. This is perfect. I, I, I'm, they may come out with some juice. I think if the Ravens come out and, like, I think they score on the first drive, I think, I think it's done. I think they lay down. They're not going to have Watt, probably. I think they're going to let the Ravens pet their bellies. And then, wow. and then, again, then you fast forward to what is it, the end of the season, the week 17 when they come in? And it's like –
0: Well, that could be over. Yeah, but it's the week then, 18 in Baltimore. That game, Baltimore. It's that, gonna, game gonna, gonna, that game will be on the road. That game will be – excuse me, that game will be at home for the Ravens. That's a different vibe.
1: If you guys don't dress in all black for the funeral for that game, like – yeah, mean, that's a great what, point. What are you even doing? If you, There's, someone has to have a coffin with Big Ben's with a jersey. In,
2: in the coffin. <laughs> I got, a, I got a, a few things on this. I'm First here, off, they should, do that, they should our, do that
0: AR thing. They should do that AR thing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, our friend Glenn Clark, for whatever reason, is he seems to love asking his guests. Uh, I think Greg Gumbel was one. Maybe Mike Tirico was another. He loves asking them. About how Big Ben's going to be received in Week 18 in Baltimore. I don't know why. Didn't Gumbel, Gumbel loves to, that question.
1: he was going to get a standing ovation?
2: Yeah, no fucking chance, dude. Yeah, no Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, all right. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> uh, second point, like there's a part of me that wants, and this was me a couple nights ago realizing where we're at the standings and just the landscape, the AFC. There's a part of me that wants that Week 18 game to be a scenario where we, if we win, we clinch that number one spot for the first round by and the Steelers need to win to get in the playoffs and they lose their out. And if we can have a game that means a lot where like it's do or die and it's the end of a big Ben, and we can smother them and just put that last nail in the coffin and also get what we want in that situation. That would be just an all time game going into it. So just something, I don't know, to to put in a tickler file.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, know, I don't know who in Baltimore would, wouldn't want that. But yeah, the standing ovation is – I don't know what planet Gumble is living on, but
2: it's <laughs> – I almost yeah. want to go to Pittsburgh just to boo myself before he even comes here. You could. I uh, man, I just
1: – One solid boo and then – Got that image thing. in
2: my head of us up 17-3 going into half this week and them just boo-burn, just absolutely booing the shit out of their own team. Getting the ball back,
1: time. getting the ball back, going into half, and it's like a three and out, and they just, like, incomplete. Yeah, incomplete, they run yeah. Up, or, like, incomplete. Uh, I would just run, run, screen, incomplete. Screen pass, they get, the law, like, my, loses five. So it's third and 15. They run a draw that gets a yard, and then yeah. they just run off the field. And, yeah, the, the, the Boo Birds would come,
0: come out hard. The really yeah. the only cherry on top of all of the things you guys just discussed with you know, Pittsburgh rolling over, the Ravens doing well. I'm not saying this would have to call for two quarterback injuries. I'm not saying that I want that. Or I, I, Dwayne Haskins somehow getting in this game for me would be, would be just one of the all-time situations. I needed him to get into one of these games. I just, I just, I just, I that would, that would be an all-time hate watch for me.
1: Maybe he's the week 18 guy. He
0: could be. He, he could be. Cause if big Ben, Gets over the edge, falls apart. You get Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph's going to do what Mason Rudolph does. He's exactly who everyone knows that he is. And then you're the Steelers, and you're like, well, I guess we should see what we have with the Wayne Haskins. Might as well throw him in here for one of these games. That would be week 18 in Baltimore. And that is a scenario I would be excited for. You know, we have to have the, the – Ravens lock up the number one seed, and it's Huntley versus Haskins. <laughs> we have to
1: have the, uh, the Mike Tomlin, the we do not care. We have to have that, like, queued up and ready to go. Because there's going to be some quote about it, like, if they lose. And someone's going to have to fire that off.
0: Oh, man. Uh, predictions for this one. RDT, you seem like you're, you're leaning blowout here. I'm interested to see what number you give.
1: Yeah, I mean, we do we, – it's like blowout. We, we, that's all we guess is blowouts. Um, I've
0: stopped guessing blowouts. This team blows nobody out. But you seem to be leaning that way.
1: 27-17, uh, Ravens.
2: Twenty-four ten Ravens. Twenty-three
0: to thirteen Ravens. Twenty-three to thirteen. Spread
2: Ravens. is three and a half in favor of Baltimore.
0: I think this. I think if the Ravens stop the run the way they had the way they did this week, it's going to be very very hard. Brandon for and
2: Williams, it matters. It's going
0: to be very very hard for Pittsburgh to move the ball. Um, Announcers. That's I had not even thought about it. I have not even thought about the announce crew.
2: I had neither. Oh, give it's four you, and a half now, by the way.
0: Give me a second. Give me a I was not so – It's prepared. four and a half. I
2: was, I, the over-under is 44. It seems about right, given the way the, the Ravens have played so far this year. Um, yeah. So I the saw last, the announcers yeah. earlier, too. The thing it, is, it is, the Steelers have given up such big numbers to – I mean, those are good offenses, but, man – yeah, they they were absolutely reeling. So that forty-four number feels like an over.
1: Do you see? So Jameson Hensley tweeted this: The Ravens are three and a half point favorites at Pittsburgh. Marks the first time Baltimore has been favored in Pittsburgh versus Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, wow. you want to play the? Uh, you want to play this game? The other four times Baltimore was favored to win, the Steelers' quarterbacks were in two thousand. It's some guy Graham. I don't know who. Twenty twelve. Who was it?
2: 2012 would have been Dennis Dixon,
1: I think. Taylor, do you have a guess? What's the question? I'm sorry. The other, the other four times, as I look uh, up announcers, Baltimore was favored to win in Pittsburgh. This is the first time that they're favored to win in Pittsburgh against. Dennis Dixon is a
0: good guess. I would have Charlie Batch would have been my other guess.
1: 2012, Byron Leftwich. 20 Oh yeah. 2015, Michael Vick.
3: Mm. That Noted. That and then
1: 2019 is. Mason Rudolph.
2: Never forget Ryan Mall 2015.
1: Been a lot of weird backup games for the Ravens and the Steelers, both teams.
2: Um, yeah, we had Bob last year. Yeah. You and Bob high, the year before, too. made that hype video. Made that I video. I forgot. That was sweet. <laughs> I might tweet that out for old times.
1: Uh, yeah, go for it. Hey, he's oh, writing well. a book. He's writing a book. Good for him. Maybe we'll get him on the podcast. That's
2: unbelievable, too. Him saying, like, two months ago. Um, as he's looking for jobs, like, oh yeah, you know, with Fitzpatrick Hurt, it would be really cool to come back to, to Ral John and bring it full circle. And then, and then two months later, oh, here's this book about how fucked up everything is there. Yeah. That that'll be I mean,
1: it will be an interesting book. I'm trying to find it, Taylor. Have you found it? I, saw I can't find it.
0: I, saw, I can, it, so they might not be out. So when we do these when we do these on um, I'm Wednesdays, pretty sure it's, it's, a always always one, it's a
1: number one it's a number one team somewhere i
0: am struggling to find this i think it's it's, normally the pr the pr twitters put it out on wednesdays and we're recording here on a tuesday so we it's not out on there Um, i
1: swear i saw it somewhere and someone said we're getting another number one team like
0: announcing team i don't don't know know. i'm gonna give my best guess when i look at the full slate here and then we'll move on because this is i'm sure fantastic the
1: only other good one o'clock game is i think it's vikings uh Bengals well it's
0: all that it's all i mean it's all network first yeah so Obviously CBS 425. I mean, I, I would have to think that this – I would have to think that this is Romo.
1: I think it is.
0: I don't know who else – I don't know what other game CBS – because CBS has featured game in 425, although does, does Fox have a game of the week type game? I don't think that they do. So that yes, this should be this should be Romo, this should be Romo and and Nance on this game. I would I would unless they put them on Chargers, Bengals at one. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, that would be the only other game I can see them being on. And if the and if it's not them, then it'll be Iron Eagle and Charles Davis, who I don't know if the Ravens have had this year, which is shocking. But you know, um, where are they going to put? Where are they going to put? Buck and. Aikman this week. Fox's slate is awful. Cardinals, bears, Raiders, Raiders, uh, Washington. Maybe. Ooh. Tough slate. Tough slate. Bucks, Falcons. Ooh. Um, Patriots bills best game of the week somehow on, on Monday night football, which never happens anymore. Never happens anymore. That's a good one. Um, we will jump to quickly to some, um, to some Orioles news. Uh, the lights are on at Camden yards. We're tendering contracts. We're maybe signing a door. I mean, I'll tell you what they're making some moves, but it looks like Trey, you know, possibility. Now we we have a Trey Mancini and a John means return. So that's, that's positive news. Now
1: that, that was the big one for me was the, the non tender deadline was tonight at eight o'clock. I was working my refresh button like nobody's business. Um, cause I think Trey's number is like 7.9 or 8 million. Um, it sounds it's shitty that's a high number for the Orioles that's a that's a big number for them so you know it's like are they gonna sign him they ended up signing they tendered contracts to all the guys um um Paul Fry John Means Tanner Scott who else was it um Santander with like 3.1 million which is a decent number for him um yeah and then and then Ruggio come on down you're gonna play some second you're probably gonna play some third um, guy was a Baltimore legend before he even put on a uniform he's best known for for smoking Jose Bautista in the face I mean he's a he's a terrible hitter he's a god-awful hitter 202 last year 15 home runs his own base percentage is terrible it's 286 Um, got some pop 15 home runs last year he, he's a guy I mean he's he's the Freddie Galvis of, of this year hit some home runs maybe we trade him but it's a, it's a major league deal, which is a big thing, you know. I guess um, <laughs> it's I one remember. of the
0: all time statements right there.
1: Yeah, he's. I mean, he's just a guy, and I, you know, turn it. It's not official yet, so terms aren't out or anything. But my guess is like a one year, I don't know, three million, four million dollar deal. Again, I, I think he's fine. Um, him and Brandon Hyde, and now it's like a one two combo, of guys. You don't want to fight on the field. Probably why Robbie Ray went out to Seattle, didn't want to see him again. But. Mm-hmm. um yeah, again, the or there's a heartbeat, there's a pulse for the Orioles. So. Yeah, I
0: mean he's going to get a standing ovation on opening day. I, I, I tweeted punch. out
1: the. Uh, I mean that's
0: going to. Be, I mean good for good for the Orioles. That's that's a good strategy. He's bringing guys that are liked for random reasons. There yeah, you go.
1: Yeah, like I tweeted out the poll: who gets a who gets a louder standing ovation on opening day? Uh, O'Dor or Adley? Like it, the question that had to be asked.
0: You know, it might be O'Dor
1: honestly. I the the poll is not saying Dude, Adley
0: punched. It. Let's get Adley back on here. Who's, who's he? He hasn't punched anybody. That's he hasn't. Him. I don't. I don't Great think
1: we, you want to yeah. get him back on. You
0: talk to yeah. We will talk to him about that. See see what his see what his boxing skills look like. Would he take a punch from from Neto
1: yeah, The worst part match. I I cannot wait to hear Baltimore callers call into like Sports Talk Radio and say the name Neto Dor.
0: There had to have been some really good pronunciations from the New York callers last year when he oh, was I'm, in New York. I'm and sure. It's, it's only going to get more interesting as the, as the Baltimore faithful try to pronounce that.
1: Yeah. And, like, people, people are already saying, like, Scott Garceau is going to butcher this name on TV next year. So get ready get ready for that. That again. And, uh,
0: uh, it, speaking of that, it was amazing. This is off that, but it was amazing listening to Matt Millen try to um, – Pronounced Talia Tunga by lowest name for the entire game. On oh, I, I I didn't watch it, it,
1: but all I heard amazing was stuff getting dragged for it.
0: He maybe pronounced it nine different ways. They, the they were
1: like the, the play-by-play guy said it perfectly, and then Millen would just fuck it up five seconds.
0: Later. He called him Tua like three times. <laughs> That's a, Steve, Levy, like, Steve. Not Levy. the same
1: guy. Steve Levy ended the the game last night by saying, you know, the Redskins win. <laughs> so
3: that, yeah, that was yeah. something. You
1: know? At least they didn't have the worst announcing night of the year. Uh,
0: it, you're right. Good to see the, the Orioles, you know, at least just be tweeted about with a little bit of a pulse. Odor's um, a guy, like, if he gets hot, he can hit some home runs and in Camden the Yard. There's no doubt about that.
1: Hey, I, I'm going to say it, maybe a warehouse guy. I feel like he can hit some rockets to right. Probably not that far. He'll have to hit it directly down the line. He's not going in the gap, but I, I don't know. He, he could be a sneaky warehouse guy, just saying. So yeah, put, put that one in a, put that in your tickler file too.
0: Yeah, it could be fun to watch. We'll see the, the 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 two things that have just been incredibly entertaining the last week have been the college football coaching carousel and the and the baseball contract movement because they're trying to do everything pre-lockout. Incredible.
1: This is I, it's like a speed dating for free agents. I need awesome. this all the time.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. It's so much better than their last like four or five off seasons have been, which have been horrible. Yeah, where it got guys off seasons have been awful, but the hot stove is en fuego right now.
1: It's, it's fucking cooking, and it is, it's going. I love it.
0: Corey Seeger. I mean, just yeah, getting gigantic money. All the Mets fans, the Mets fans are, are, are back. Nats fans are reeling, reeling. I mean, what a tough situation for the Nats fans. Just going to get absolutely dragged by Max Scherzer. Banks' boy,
1: man. Grant Paulson, saying mm-hmm. that the Nats fans have had the worst Oh like yeah. Three seasons since they won the World Series is a take and a half.
2: I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, that's your that's isn't that your
2: boy? I, I don't know. I got no problem with him.
1: Um, um I thought that was quite
2: the – I thought you were gonna say when you say your boy, I thought you were gonna go Javi Baez. Him in Detroit stinks. I can't that, think of a more boring place for him to go. I think it's it's like it's kinda like
1: Manny going to the Padres where people in like in like the middle of <laughs> yeah. April will be like, Oh yeah,
2: yeah he's kinda he's there. Yeah. But he's, the Padres are sweet. I mean, yeah. but partially because of him. Like, but Diego? dude, the Tigers, man, uh, he's going to hate the weather. I mean, I guess Chicago is not too different, but, man, whatever. It's just sad. Like, I just couldn't – I can't get fired up by the Tigers. No. I mean, uh, and the thing now is where wow, – yeah,
0: Most Cor- people in the national think about the Orioles. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Where is Correa going to go? That's the big thing. Does he go to the Dodgers? Does he go to the Yankees?
0: Well, how can he go to the Yankees? He already derided Jeter a week and a half ago. So well, yeah. and
1: the Dodgers well, don't want him either. Like, I it's it's gonna be interesting. Where again, get a guy who drafted him, get a guy who knows him, get a guy who in. In it's, um, it's a ridiculous discussion. Oh, man. it would never I, sign. Someone, when I tweeted today, I'll jump in the harbor, if, if the, the Orioles signed Correa, someone said, are people talking about this? And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> like, because I think yeah. the guy was like, oh, shit, did I miss something? Did I miss a tweet? And he's like, no, yeah. not at all. I'm no, literally the, the only person way. talking about this. It's not going to happen. I
0: mean, he me. can still sign. I mean, the Yankees is the most logical landing spot.
1: Yeah, I mean, just imagine those headlines, the back page. The first ball he boots. It's, it's just going to be, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, Seager made a ton of sense for them. Um, Seager made and a ton. And, I the mean, Rangers are spending all the coin right half now.
1: Half a billion dollars on their, their middle infield.
0: The Is Orioles that? are spending half a million dollars.
1: Maybe, uh, probably more. I would think more.
0: Yeah, more at this point. More at this point. More at this point. Yeah, I think we should get Buster only on this show at this point. Yeah, I don't think he'll Come on. No block for you yet from Buster. I wonder if he's a block guy.
1: I, I don't know. Um, I've seen – I don't know.
0: No block from Buster. Um, no block yet. Yeah. but well, happy to have uh, – the, the, the I was happy for you with the Trey Man scene. Happy for us too because we want him around, but very happy for you.
1: Yeah, I, I, was very, I was very happy that happened. Now, it still doesn't mean they can't trade him in February or do any shit like that. But, again, it's like if you're on the fence about paying this guy $8 million, that doesn't, doesn't yeah. really bode well.
0: All right, let's get into our starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. Uh, I hope people took advantage of Fed Thrill's fantastic deals on Cyber Monday, Black Friday. They were out there with the deals. But if you didn't, if you made that mistake, you can scale 20% off with the promo code EXIT52 at checkout, 20% off all your sunglasses needs from Fed Thrill. Um, as, as it continues to get cold, the sun continues to be out. So it doesn't matter. You're still blocking the the sun, baby. Uh, In honor of Steelers Week with the rivalry here, we're going to do our most hated Steelers players. Most hated Steelers players over the course of the rivalry. Even though you're not a Ravens fan, obviously RDT, this still applies to you. AFC rival, the Titans. A lot of hate for some of those guys. Um, Banks, you have the first pick. RDT, you have the second pick. I have the wraparound. Starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill, most hated Steelers players of the rivalry. Start us off, Banks.
2: I wish that I had known that I was first. I did say I did
0: say before the show, you
2: may not have been listening. I was not listening. <laughs> I was probably watching the Caps get smoked in that third period. Yeah, what the fuck was that about? Dude, the shot totals were just piling up so much. It was, Jeez. wow. Anyways, um... I have to take Heinz Ward. I have to take him. I think that's the the consensus, number one, Um, for so many reasons, just dirty shots behind the play and the smile and all those types of things. I think he was really the person who embodies that era of the Pittsburgh-Baltimore rivalry. And um, another example of a guy that, like, if he was on your team – I, I'm not even sure I can say it out loud that I would want him on my team, but like, just fuck that guy. I think he's know a that clear,
0: he's a pretty clear one, one in this draft.
1: Yeah. Did you know that he always smiled on the field? Yeah. So
0: happy. I did. So such a nice guy on the field. Fuck that guy.
1: And guess what? He played quarterback at Georgia.
2: Good for him. Nah.
1: I I figured that was going to be the, uh, the pick. Um, Yeah. Yeah. See, I was just trying
2: to rack my brain if I could talk myself into another person, and it's just – I couldn't.
1: My first pick – and, again, this isn't – I mean, I think he's a pretty universally hated guy. Joey Porter, just scumbag. I think that kind of sums him up. Uh, He was a big spit guy. Like, I think on multiple occasions he was spitting on guys. Spit guy, yeah. fight guy, late hit, um, bad hits. He he did it all.
2: His his shining moment was uh, Todd Heap rolling his ankle, his ankle. Uh, in a two minute drill and him hobbling to the line for the Ravens to spike it and him just bowling him over. Yeah, he fuck just, that guy too.
0: He's a, he was an, he was an asshole. His his son plays for Penn State, which made me feel so old. When, they were in the town a couple weeks ago, and I was like, oh, my God, it's Joey Porter Jr. That is Joey
2: Porter did not pretty have as play, long career a career as people too. think. He played from 99 to 6 at, with, with Pittsburgh and then had a couple years with the Dolphins.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot he was on the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah.
0: on the Dolphins, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, he was also – he remember, he used to – when he was a coach, he would always start shit. Like yeah. And and that was, like – that was a talking point every every national game. Like, oh, there there's that intensity. There you – you know, you can't teach that. It's like, no, I think he's just an asshole. Like, I, I think he's just not a nice person. Um, yeah. he so, get in yeah. some
2: legal trouble recently? I,
1: he fought someone in a bar. I know that. He fought Which,
0: someone in a bar, I think, so. It yeah. was
1: probably like him and Todd Haley kind of like one
2: like, <laughs> tag Haley.
1: tag team in somewhere. Cowboy Joes or something like that in Pittsburgh or whatever. I
2: think a DUI in 2010. Yeah. Uh, bad check at a casino in 2012. Oh, Joey. Um, punched Levi Jones. Um, outside a Casino, which resulted in 150K fine from the NFL. Their reach is incredible. Yeah. I mean, they'll just – anyways.
1: Here yeah. you go. I'm, I'm reading this, this clip from him too. After missing a 2003 matchup where Porter was nursing a gunshot wound, forgot about that, he boarded the Ravens team bus and tried to fist fight Ray Lewis after the game, citing the team was mocking his signature boot kick.
2: Okay, cool. Um, I, would, I
1: would have loved to see some some video on, of that. On
2: January 8th, 2017, Porter was arrested at the flats on Southside, a bar in Pittsburgh, Southside neighborhood, and initially charged with, this is quite a list here, aggravated assault, simple assault, resisting arrest, public drunkenness, and disorderly conduct. He was placed on leave the next day, but was reinstated a few days later when four of the six charges were dropped. So I was, you know, two drops acceptable, or two charges acceptable. Six, not so much. Hmm. But he was eventually fired two years later uh, from his outside linebackers coach position with the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Shocking. Absolutely shocking.
2: Yeah, he was on the field when uh, – with all that drama with the Bengals in that playoff mm-hmm. game a few years
1: back. Yep. yep, yep, Yeah.
2: Yep. Anyways, fuck that guy. Should I just say that after every pick? Yeah, that's fine. <sighs> Um,
0: I am going to take uh, big Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a thorn in our side. He's been, um, accused of some bad stuff off the field. Allegedly fair. Allegedly throw that in there.
2: Yeah. That's and, so you know, long like for that
0: stuff's. That stuff's there. And you know, uh, but allegedly, you know, you know, allegedly, yeah. um, but no, I mean, I mean, there's, there's a part of me that knows that if he had gotten drafted by the Ravens, there'd probably be a statue built for him, but hmm um he is just a guy that is so easy to hate on the field he's in was just there is not many things in my football fan life more infuriating than watching big ben escape somehow from times where he should have clearly been sacked and get throws off and he is just very hateable and fuck that guy
1: there
3: you go that guy Yep. I,
1: I still remember hearing someone say that Big Ben in his prime was more elusive than Michael Vick. <laughs> like in, in, in a, obviously a different meaning of the word, but again, like, like you're saying, like there were just times where you just could not get him down. Like he would like, he just like moves his shoulders and just doesn't go down.
0: So incredibly frustrating. And then I'm taking James Harrison. I mean, you know, it kind of speaks for itself. I mean, a very, very good player. There's no doubt about it, but just, The guy on the other team that you just can't stand. And he gave off an air of kind of being a jerk. I hated every year hearing how hard he works in every offseason. Like, God, great, awesome. James Harrison. I don't think I need to do much explaining on James Harrison.
2: No. Um,
0: Okay.
1: I'm going to go Rashard Mendenhall. I just hated that guy. Like, I think I picked him in fantasy a couple times.
3: always comes back to the yeah it's like
1: like little stuff like that um and like i loved him in illinois i was like oh this guy's gonna be a monster and he just was not for michael Oxley. he just was not good at was he with juice williams i believe so yes all-time name teams yeah um this is good and then and, and then never forget his comments do you remember his comments about bin laden after they killed him being like guys He's still a person. Like, he had a family. Like, it's not right to mourn someone's death. And it was like, all right, dude. I think we're done with you. Like...
2: Who was the one who said that Bin Laden should have hooped or Harry something?
1: was Rozier. <laughs> motherfucker was 6'7". He was like... That's what he said. Like, he should have been hooping. <laughs> not wrong. Not wrong. All-time tweet. Um, yeah, I just I just didn't like Richard Hall. I think he's kind of gone off the deep end. Um, like, the Larry Johnson kind of... Mm thing um
0: so
2: kind of To be honest that. i don't i don't like have a lot of hate for that guy he does that that seems like
0: me. such a fantasy thing Yeah, that like, seems like a such fantasy a fantasy thing. based hate yeah him yeah.
1: the guy um uh, felix yeah. jones darren mcfadden and christian mccaffrey now
0: oh darren mcfadden i thought darren mcfadden was gonna be good every single year in fantasy
1: every year felix jones that was my guy terry
0: fadden was so good at arkansas I think we've talked about this before. Like, yeah,
2: we have. We definitely have the uh, Cowboys yeah. running back situation. It's yeah. always been an interesting one. Uh, all right, Banks. Get to. Um, I don't know why I thought I had another. There's another pick between. Um, whatever. Uh, I'm going to take Troy, Paul, Malo. He just has to be taken at this point. Um, having the whole Ed Reed, Troy, Palomalo thing was always really interesting. Um, because they just you know, I always felt like we had the upper hand there. And of course Steelers fans will try to tell you otherwise, but Palomalo was really just just like an extra linebacker for the most part. Um, I know they're gonna be big mad if they hear about me saying that, but um yeah, just the whole thing and, and like he's got the hair and like all that stuff and he made some big plays against us that were super frustrating. Um, you know, the strip sack and then the pick six and Flacco's rookie year and then the AFC Championship. That sucked. Um, but, yeah, it's Troy Polamalu. I think he just has to be taken at this point. If he made it through two rounds, it would have been a problem. Fuck that guy.
0: Yeah, I, I, would have, I almost took him over Harrison. It was very close. Very, very, very close.
2: And then – this is where the – you kind of drop in, into another level here, I think. Um, I'm going to take Marquise Pouncey. I always hated him, it and it. I felt like he's an extension of uh, Big Ben. And seeing them crying together on the sideline last year was a beautiful moment for me personally. Um, and, it, of course, like the guy is a world-class asshole. Like he's a tremendous moron. I, everybody remembers the, the Aaron Hernandez stuff um fuck that guy
1: i i have a friend who works at a limo company in pittsburgh and they used to like rent limos you know call them you get your limo whatever and the pounceys were like regulars because and and the things that they used to leave in these limos was like the most disgusting like i think they had to be like we have to stop renting to <laughs> like we it's it's like a health hazard to keep allowing him to do these things in these limos it was like very very gross stuff. So that that's a that's a pretty good pick. That's it. Do you have another one, or is it me? It's you, Eric. Jeff Reed, kicker, all time. Uh, all time is it the mugshot? I thought the kickers were safe in this one. No, no, no kickers ever safe. Yeah, no, it's not his mugshot, but his like you you remember his picture where he had the like bleach blonde hair and like.
2: Yeah, that's he, a great I mean, point
1: an asshole. He just has the gross facial hair. He has the picture of him like jacked at this bar out with some girls, and again, his hair, like I can't even, I can't even describe it. Like, I'll just have to post the picture on the Twitter. But the guy is just like an all-time tool bag. Um, bleached the bleached hair just keeps coming up, and it's it's the worst. Um, I think he was a decent kicker too. Like I think he was fine kicker. He just seems like an asshole. So yeah, Jeff Jeff Reed, come on down. And you only
0: got one. I'll try to go, second, Try to you tried yeah. to double pick. You try. Yeah, to, you, <laughs> yeah you got, you got comfortable with the double pick. Yep. Um, with the ninth pick, I'm gonna <laughs> take okay, Brett. I'm gonna that. I'm gonna take Brett Kiesel. Uh, the fuck that beard! I don't give a shit about that beard. Like, stop <laughs> showing me the beard. I don't care that it has snow on it. I don't care that it has grass on it. I don't care. That was one of the most infuriating parts of playing the Steelers against Brett Kiesel. Stop, stop showing his beard. Um, also – I
2: was going to try to sneak him in too. I thought that might have been my last pick.
0: Yeah, screw, screw that guy.
2: Uh, he, he like – and I, this is part of what ma- like makes him endearing to them. He just looks like a Pittsburgh guy. He just mm-hmm. looks like Mountain Trash. Yeah. <laughs> mountain Trash. <laughs> mountain Trash.
0: One-time Pro Bowler. Too many times. Um, and then I'm, okay. I'm taking a talker who I actually think is good on TV. Now I'm taking Ryan Clark, right? Ryan, Ryan Clark like to spout off a lot. He, he was not that good of an NFL player. Um, he's and a cheap I cheap shot artist, cheap shot guy. I do honestly think he's good on TV. Um, but he's entertaining. He's very good for like ESPNs, you know, get up and first take and all of like the take artists. Cause he's kind of a good take artist and he's good at like getting those takes off. But, um, I thought he's a really overrated player who, who who talked a lot and threw some cheap shots down in the secondary. So I'm going to take Ryan Clark, who, like I said, respect his work on TV. He's he's he does a good job. But um, yeah, Ryan Clark, RDT. Fuck that. Break you some Ryan Clark. Fuck those guys. Fuck them. Willie,
1: Willie Parker. Yeah. Willie Parker. Fast like, Willie. His breakout game is against the Titans, and he he like torched them. It was like 200 yards or like 180 yards, something like that. And I was just like, this guy sucks. I can't believe we're letting this no-name guy, like, just absolutely tear us apart. And I just hated him just because he had his, like, breakout game against the Titans. And I was like, fuck, this guy stinks. Probably a very nice guy. Very nice guy. I think North yeah. North, North Carolina, think. Sounds right. North Carolina. Again, I got not, that's the only thing I had against him. His, his rookie, his first, like, let me see. Uh, his
2: name, first name being Willie, just makes him that much more hateable. I don't know why, but it's just like, oh, I'm just old Willie. Good old, good old Willie, yeah. yeah.
1: Two-time Whatever. Super Bowl champ, two-time Pro Bowler, longest run in Super Bowl history, 5,378 yards. Yeah, like undrafted free agent. Oh, where is it? Blah, blah, blah. I just want to – against Tennessee Titans, 161 yards on 22 attempts. And I was like, fuck this guy.
2: Mm, fuck so, that guy. I am going to be taking Casey Hampton. Ooh, guy, looked look a like a on my guy, look like a thumb. Fuck that guy.
0: <laughs> there you are. You got another one. <laughs> I think you should leave it there.
2: Somebody's got to take Antonio Brown. I'm taking him. I got to take Antonio Brown. The, his big catch, uh, I don't know what year it was, but it was pretty much his breakout moment. And then he terrorized us for years and years after that. Um, when Jimmy Smith was healthy, we held him in check. When he was not healthy, not so good. Um, and he ruined Christmas. So fuck that guy.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, look, my Antonio Brown take, I think, is documented on this show at some point. There's no reason to continue to go into it. I was not going to take him. I can't. I would be a fraud if I took him. Fraud. <laughs> Absolute fraud. So uh, RDT. Lima Swede, another
1: fantasy guy. Thought he was going to be it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What?
0: I
1: that's thought Lima Sweden was gonna be a that's
0: monster. The worst, that's the worst pick of the draft.
1: I thought Lima Swede was going to be a monster. like, this guy is sick.
0: I, he could not what have possibly There's approach no my radar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lima Swede like is on another continent from this draft.
1: I thought he was gonna be a monster in fantasy. Pick you
0: did off. when? When he was burning people at, at after te- at Texas. Oh my god. Lima Swede. He wasn't good. he well, he was good in college?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, so I've been working off uh, – Pro Football Reference has a page where they have a stat called approximate value that really is nonsense. Um, but it's kind of what I use just to, like, start to rack my brain for things. His – I don't know what, like, from a quantity standpoint, AV is for approximate value, but – Big Ben has 199. He's their franchise leader all time. Like Terry Bradshaw is 140. Way down in 764th all time is Lima Swede with a whopping one.
1: Yeah, because he sucked. <laughs> I thought he was going to be good. Sucked. Not very good.
0: Oh, that's a good PK. PK is here in the MLS Cup, guys, in the Eastern Conference. Is this <laughs> this the bad, MLS bad. Cup? ML- no, this is not for the MLS Cup. This is the Eastern Conference semifinals. New England had one of the best regular seasons in the history of the league. This year, um, and they are they are an upset alert here against New York City FC. That that yeah.
1: AV sounds like it's like the the football equivalent of war.
0: I'm sure a lot of listeners cared about that. That it's, it's I think, a, but this so
2: impossible to. It's impossible to quantify. Lima
0: Swedes an insane pick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, because he I, sucks. I respect so it. That's, that's an insane pick.
2: He is three spots ahead of Fitzgerald Toussaint. I mean, that's the fuck that yeah. dude too. <laughs> no, a <laughs> that's a great G- name. G-
0: it's Toussaint. Oh, and it's over. New York city wins. Unbelievable. What an upset at MLS. I can't believe not everyone's talking, not talking about this. Let me some MLS. Oh Coming my. For your most hated right.
1: Steelers, stay for the MLS uh, update.
0: Let me text some, some MLS people here. Um, my last pick. Ooh, you, 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 with Lima Swede off the board. I mean, what can I possibly do here? Um, I cannot believe that was a pick. I'm between two guys. I'm going to take Juju Smith Schuster. Fuck him. Fair. guy. I, I I really don't mind the TikTok dancing. Like, you got to get your clout. You got to, you know, make money off the field, blah, 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 blah. But fuck him. Didn't want to come play here. Fuck him. He, him. Yeah, have fun. Uh, have fun sucking, the, buddy. He's
2: one of those people who cries like, who does no, things one dude. way and he's cries the other like,
0: I think people hate him for the TikTok dancing. That doesn't really bother me, but everything else that he does bothers me. So screw him. Uh, Fuck him. Didn't want to come play for a way better team. Um, He he can absolutely – he gets everything he deserves.
2: Including that injury?
0: No, I don't ask for anybody (laughs) to be hurt. Okay. I don't ask for anybody to be hurt. Um, Oh, look at the disappointment, the New England Revolution. Unbelievable. Oh, there – oh, they're so upset in Foxborough. This is actually a great scene. Everyone's just upset at Gillette Stadium. <laughs> uh, okay. Banks took Heinz Ward, Troy Palomalu, uh, Marcus Pouncey, uh, Casey Hampton, and Antonio Brown, RDT, Joey Porter, Rashard Mendenhall, Troy Palomalu. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Rashard Mendenhall. I'm reading this wrong. Willie Parker, Limus Swede, mm-hmm. and Jeff Reed. Limus Swede uh, is a name I didn't say. Reed. Um, I took Big Ben, James Harrison, Brett Kiesel, Ryan Clark, and Juju Smith-Schuster. My honorable mentions were, and I honestly almost took Mike Tomlin, but respect to his love for the Maryland football program and his son playing for the team. So shout out to Mike Tomlin, but I think very much hated by the Ravens fan base. Le'Veon Bell, Santonio Holmes, Charlie Batch, just never made sense that he played well. Heath Miller, Heath, fucking Fuck. total rip off of Heath. Total rip
2: off. And, Dennis and they're Beck. like continuing now, with yeah. Muth or whatever. Yeah, get out of here. Those yeah, little Uh James Ferrier, uh Lamar Woodley, um, Ike Taylor, um, Mike Mitchell. I I, I forget mm. exactly what Steve Smith said about him, but what, is, oh, what did he say? He had something good. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna Google it. Oh, he put him on his lifetime hit list.
3: <laughs>
2: He's not on my level. I, I got him on my all-time hit list. It's annoying to uh, – it's annoying. I know I blogged that, and I get, like, Bleacher reports the first hit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We got to – Barstool, we got to get our there. SEO. Bleacher blog.
0: Bleacher has figured out some way to get every list they've done from 2010 to the top of anything that you search. Yeah. Uh, they have cracked the algorithm.
1: Taylor, who was your first pick again?
3: There's there's my blog.
1: It was. Who'd you pick, Taylor?
0: Sorry, my speaker just went out there. That's was great radio. Say that question again.
1: Who who'd you pick? Who was your
0: first pick? My first pick was large Ben. Yes, that's right.
2: Oh no, I I Okay. I found my blog and it's even better than I thought. Okay. Let me read this dialogue. Reporter. How much did Mike Mitchell inspire you or anger you? Steve Smith. Ever try to build a house with a screwdriver? Reporter. It's almost impossible. Steve Smith. Until the cabinets come. Reporter laughs. Can you further explain that? I can't comprehend that. Steve Smith. I'm a foundation builder. He's a cabinet.
1: That's, a, I mean, that's a Steve Smith quote.
3: That's unbelievable. <laughs> he called
0: the man a cabinet. Uh, uh, good draft, guys. Good draft. But at Lima Swede, RDT, you have had, I think, like the five most insane picks in these drafts over the course of yeah. time. So you're making nobody.
2: Nobody. Nobody thought to take Jerome Bettis. Because no one hates Jerome Bettis. Yeah, no one hates uh, Jerome. Bettis. Did you know he
1: won a Super Bowl in his hometown in his last game? No. Yeah, really? Le'Veon
2: Bell, Larry Foote. Um. Yeah, mm, Larry Foote. Just kind of scrolling this list here. Yeah. Um, I, put, like, I, hey, I consider TJ Watt. Warren I already Askins. hate that guy so much. Um, Alejandro Villanueva. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I almost yeah. said the way it uh, asked him. William Gay, <laughs> that would have been a great pick. Uh, Ike Taylor was uh, on there. Antoine Randall L. Um, Antonio no, Holmes. Who, who hated who hated Randall L. I, I loved Randall L.
0: Yeah. I also liked him too. I, I had no problem with
2: him.
3: Mike Wallace,
2: Blunt, Bud Dupree was kind of a punk. Uh, Willie Colon,
1: very nice guy. Very nice, nice guy. Very nice guy.
2: Mickey um, Fitzpatrick. There's a guy whose name was Buzz Nutter. That's a great name. In the 1960s. That's quite a name.
1: I bet bet you also worked in the uh, coal mines.
2: Probably. Tommy Maddox. Who knows what happens if he never gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It's the butterfly effect. Or Tavis Bryant. Whatever happened to him. That I, I, I thought, thought he was,
0: was going to be very good. He got totally that, – that's a one that I thought was going to be very good in your Lima Swede mold. Martavis Bryant had a lot of talent.
1: He was the puff puff. Wasn't it was – it him and um, DeAndre Hopkins at Clemson
0: together? Yeah, he could just not keep it together off the field. Just could not keep it together.
1: Doesn't sound like a so, Pittsburgh receiver.
0: So much talent. Um, I think he's playing in the CFL or something. But – yeah, substance abuse. Thank you to Fed Thrill for uh, sponsoring that draft. Hated Steelers. A lot of people to talk about there. Um, Nick caner Medley, Maryland, person of the week. Banks.
2: Um, I I made him an honorable mention last week, but I'm gonna make him one the, the, the real thing this week. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is back. Tiger Woods out there uh, talking for forty minutes for Golf Digest and getting uh, getting on the post and then do another interview with uh with um golf channel for you know like another 40 minutes he's talking about his road to recovery and all the things he's doing and how realistic a uh, comeback effort is and all those types of things and so um i don't know it's just great to see him out there and smiling and and happy and i don't know that it's an impossibility to see him out there with charlie in that father-son challenge in three weeks or so so that's gonna be real awesome to see and um There's some small hope that he's going to play Augusta maybe. I mean, who knows? He's on his way. So
0: good for the game. Good for the game. It's so good for the game. God, seeing Tiger hit golf balls on Twitter has just been tremendous.
2: He just dominates the news cycle if he just gets out of bed. It's incredible. I watched like six hours of Golf Channel today.
0: We have absolutely no shot of seeing anything in golf anywhere close to England's in the rest of our
2: lifetime. I don't know. I don't think any athlete ever. Like – yeah. There's yeah, the way he, he can – he just can, he's cannot the be water in the public for eye for sport. nine months. Like, it's crazy. He, he carries
0: the water more for that sport. Oh, as Maryland's Marisa Do appears on the MLS coverage, Maryland Hall of Famer. Um, he carries the water for that sport more than anyone carries water for any sport. Yeah. yeah. RDT. RDT.
1: Uh, I'm going with stuffing. I had so much stuffing over the last week. And I and uh, still have it. I, I – have-
2: Told myself I was gonna make my pick stuffing before the, the before we hit record and then I completely forgot. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna make
1: stuffing my pick. I've been eating stuffing so much it's coming out of my fucking nose. Like it's Oh it's, man. It's just so good. It's by far and away the best. The best.
2: I slept on stuffing you know, for a long time. So did I. A very I'm, long
1: time. I've, I've
0: never I've never slept on it. It's so good.
1: I've only been in the stuffing game for probably about ten years.
2: Maybe the the Wisconsin stuffing just hits better. I don't know. But the stuffing this year was phenomenal. Stuffing
0: hits tremendously. Stuff, 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 stuff. I got stuffing from three different Thanksgiving in my fridge. That, my friends, is another stuffing. Um, I'm going to take – Tis the season. I'm going to take Feast Week. Feast Week is a tremendous thing every single year. Um, All the college basketball is on all the time over the course of Thanksgiving. Maui, Jim Maui not being in Maui kind of took a little bit out of it this year, but man, uh, Duke, Gonzaga was awesome. Um, there, uh, UConn, um, uh, uh, Auburn was awesome. There were so many good games, upsets. Terps couldn't get it done in the Bahamas, but uh, a fantastic feast week. Now we got AC Big Ten Challenge. College basketball is absolutely, absolutely rolling, so. Uh, feast week was tremendous. Any honorable mentions?
1: Um, I got one that, from the podcast. Our buddy uh, Bobby Trossett. This is the first game in a while. Kidney stones, man. Rough. <laughs> it looked like a rough couple days for, uh, for good, old, good old Bobby. Kidney stones, not, not, not feeling too good. I texted him, sent him. I said, let us be the first podcast to, you know, wish you, uh, you know, best of luck. And, and hope you're feeling better. It sounds like he's on the mend. So uh, thoughts and prayers to Bobby and his kidney stones. Sheesh, man, can't even imagine.
2: I Back was texting him during the
1: game the other night too. Like he, mm-hmm. he just wanted to talk ball. I know. That's a football guy. I said, yeah. I said, you know, I said, don't let this game get your uh, your blood pressure up or anything. Make the make he's the he's better. big on
2: the, uh, the the Duvernay could be Debo train, which is building a lot of steam around here. Try right. and then sure enough, sure enough, like. A quarter later, you know, he he runs that what fifteen yard run that he had.
0: You know, Bobby. are so asking if Bobby should have played through the kidney stones. Wow, I'm not saying that.
1: I don't think so. I think a kidney stone. I think you. I think you tap out. You do tap out.
0: The kidney stones are absolutely awful <laughs> in, in every way. Um, Would you know? I just i I had a father that's that the word. Same. Yep. Was was not did not have them he operated on people with or helped oh, oh, so all i heard about as a youth this is a way to tmi was things in that area such as kidney stones in yeah. stuff so yeah yeah
1: still still my favorite kfc radio question is would you take one kidney stone a year for 10 years to guarantee one of your teams back to back or two championships in that 10-year span I think it's a I'll question. So. I don't know. <laughs> if you, or think about it this, if awful. you knew right now that if you accepted this, the Orioles would win two World Series in the next ten years, and you could put money on that. Oh, if you could put money on that, that's oh different. money on it's that. Yeah, that's, that's way different. Way different would, question. And would you would you want to know when your kidney stones are coming? Like, would you want to be like, oh, I can't go out this week; it's my kidney stone week. Or oh like, my god, I'm <laughs> just. Or would you just want a random? It's it's a fascinating question that I I can't stop thinking about.
2: I, can I can't answer that. <laughs> Top of your mind right now are kidney stones
0: and Lima Sweet. Lima
1: Sweet. Fuck Lima
0: Sweet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't bitch ass ass, Lima Sweet.
0: Lima Sweet. <laughs> uh, my honorable mention is, is, is crowd shots at the Iron Bowl.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: that was a, a masterclass. That was a masterclass by CBS. <laughs> I mean, going between the parents to the section – The one section of the sorority girls was like six rows deep. There was not a guy in sight. And they were going back to that section over and over. And it was entertaining over and over. Just some incredible, incredible stuff from them. Um, Just they hit all the right notes. The Iron Bowl crowd is always one of the best crowds of the year from a if it's close from like a shock standpoint and the Auburn crowd freaking delivered in a 15 out of 10. I
2: thought, 10. yeah, I thought the, uh, the college football at Saturday was phenomenal as a whole. Awesome. Tremendous. The, the Bedlam was Tremendous. awesome.
0: Tremendous. Michigan
1: Ohio state was the perfect amount of snow. Like
0: college football is from an entertainment standpoint. It is a totally broken sport to a certain extent, but it is entertaining as hell. I mean, the games on Saturday, the, the Lincoln Riley stuff, the Brian Kelly stuff, all the coaching things, the TCU coach arriving on a helicopter into the stadium at night with all the fans there. I mean, what is happening in this sport? It's just incredible. It is just incredible. I mean, now you have two of the biggest jobs in college football are now open again, after two of the biggest were just open because they freaking just poach their coaches. Now it's just gonna, the carousel's going to spin, baby. Carousel is going to continue to spin.
1: Coach Oda is. And the turps are bowling.
0: The turps are bowling.
1: Is Coach O going to come on the staff with Locks? Wow, that'd be an interesting move. No, I don't think so. I would clean
0: up a College Park. Oh my God! What a time he would. What a time. Oh no. Just saying. Him and his girlfriend hit the road. They hit the road. They went to Destin, Florida. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Destin, Florida. (laughs) Oh, there it is! Welcome, Rodino Doors. Is that actually a tweet that we've put out?
3: Oh yeah!
0: Out? Wow!
1: I just tweeted a picture of him on his horse. Guy's a big horse guy. That's true. Wow! Mi hermano.
0: Um, fantastic text I just got here from Maryland expert football PR man Dustin Seminovic. Just texted me the graphic. The balance of power in the AML east has shifted.
1: Also, <laughs> Dustin had a Dustin. Dustin had a a poll about is it weird to eat a full sleeve of thin mints and yes he did i've never seen something more like one-sided like it's the most normal thing in the world
0: so can i give you a take i don't like thin mints
1: that's fine i I can i can see that so that's what i texted him because he
0: texted us about and i I said i just don't like thin mints so
2: i'm a big advocate that that mint belongs in in gum gum and uh and toothpaste
0: yeah i don't like mint with chocolate either i don't like it but it is the poll is super one sided, yeah, super one sided to normal.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I I think you're you're a crazy person if you're choosing mint chocolate chip ice cream over a bajillion um, other opportunities One hundred percent
0: true. That yeah. is no doubt right. That is no the, the the fascination with mint chocolate chip ice cream makes no sense to me. There's so an, we, many great ice have cream. You done flavors. ice cream draft?
1: No, let's tee that up soon. Yeah, we should
0: tee that up. Yeah. Should, yeah, per, perfect in the dead of winter to do an ice cream draft. Wait <laughs> until the summer, but. Uh, <laughs> A lot of people need I'm cream. also.
2: I'm also going to honorable mention Culver's. just a Midwest burger chain. Fucking yes. fire.
0: Culver's is good.
2: And you throw in cheese curds as a side, unbelievable.
0: Mm. Um, do you have any any glaring takeaways from Midwest? You spent a lot of time in the Midwest the last few weeks.
2: Um, the people are incredibly nice. We already knew that. Yes. Um, yes. There's a lot of cheese. Um, I remember I texted somebody. It was like, there's three things I got here. Um people people tend to be a little bit large. Um I don't think that was it. Let's see, let's see, what would I say? It's cold. It's cold. Let's see that. Believe it or not. I did a turkey trot for the first time in my life. Damn near killed me.
0: Yeah, it. it ins- that's an insane move by you.
2: Yeah, the morning after many many beverages.
0: Good honor, much. The people in the Midwest are very nice. Very, They're very
2: tremendous nice. people.
0: Um, well, that's the episode right there. We got an odor announcement, I think, is the perfect way to end it from the Orioles. What a signing. Veteran um, minimum, because the
1: Yankees are still paying his full 2022 salary. Elias does it again, motherfucker. Does it again,
0: baby. Just cooking the books. Let's good go, man. Let's go. Start the second half in Columbus. Duke over Ohio State by 13. Not sure the Buckeyes are good. Duke is very good.
2: Honorable mention my Wi-Fi for making it through an episode. Yeah, this is
0: shocking. This is the first time I think you've, you've podcasted. you just got
2: to leave the house for a couple of weeks, and then you come back, and the Wi-Fi is all good yeah. to go. Yeah,
0: yeah. We didn't have you disappearing this time. Yeah. It's a shame we have not screenshotted all of your ridiculous faces that you've had <laughs> as your Wi-Fi has gone out over the, over the course of this podcast. Um, that's a, that was a missed opportunity. Um, Make sure to follow us on all of our social media channels here on X52, at X52podcast, Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Eric at E-D-I-T-T-I-22. You can follow Banks at Barstool Banks. You can follow me at taylorspy 10 um, Make sure to uh, buy some sunglasses. Make sure to buy some shirts from um, Level Midnight, sunglasses. Oh, my from- God.
2: Did we even sponsor the, the- – the starting five there. Oh, I gave the read. Come on now.
0: Mm-hmm. See, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm this so smooth. Now you guys don't even know. I was
2: listening to the Steve Smith. Uh, I'm
0: so in de- I'm on that exit. I, 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 I just, you know, extemporaneously do that read every week. We don't have anything written and prepared. What a job I do. I'm just praising myself.
2: <laughs> you're not
0: wrong. Yeah, hopefully people are buying sunglasses because of it. Cause I don't the mention
2: Taylor
0: th- Smith. The people are awesome. I don't mention to me. Um, I addressed, I just want to say, I did, I addressed people that don't listen to instant analysis. I did address the Turkey bowl guarantee on the instant analysis. So you want to hear me address that you can go back and listen to the instant analysis. I'm not addressing it again. All I'm saying is it's they're just kids. They are just kids. They're just kids. Jimbo. Jimbo. They're just kids. There's no need. There's no, look, this is just fun. Thanksgiving football among community members. All right. That's all this is. And if you want to hear me say any more than that about it, you can go back to the incident analysis. I'm not addressing it again. I'm done addressing it. That's the Exit To Do podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. <laughs>